0: Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson, and for the next half an hour, we're going to be talking about all things food and drink, mostly drink, actually. Uh, and the reason for that is I'm joined by my fellow presenter, Andrew Morgan of The Bottle Shop. Hi, Andrew. Hello, uh, Sue. And and uh, we're, we've been doing some Bottle Shop specials, and this is the second of our four specials, because we wanted to really home in on the old drink sector, didn't we? Yes, indeed. Indeed.
1: Uh, lots and lots to talk about.
0: Mm. And the next couple with definitely, hopefully, hopefully alcoholic drinks. Somebody called me Boozy Susie the other day after nice. listening to me on the radio. I'm not very happy about mm. that, actually. Mm. Boozy Susie? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, now, we're joined by Devin Chohan. And um, Devin, I've uh, met a couple of times, uh, mostly at... Food exhibitions, I think, because you always you always turn up with those, with, and you've always got a new brand for people to try, haven't you, David? We
2: do, yes. I think we met um, first time was at the food and drink expo at the NEC, Yes. Yeah, and that's when we launched our new brand, vegan. Yes, um, indeed. a non-dairy drink. But yeah. Right. And you're
0: always innovating and coming up with new ideas because you can't help yourself, can you? No, no.
2: I think uh, you get a little <laughs> bit bored after a while. No, you, you get, get a point. little bit bored after.
0: <laughs> so, we're just going to just going to run to that. But before we do, um Andrew, have you got any thoughts about veganism? I know you go to America a lot. What, what what's it used to be a dreadful dirty word, didn't
1: it? Yeah, I uh, I I do have a few thoughts. The uh I think yes, you're right. Going back in the in the in the bad old days. Um I mean, I'm, I'm a, I was a vegetarian for 18 years. So in terms of thinking about um, what now I think is just conscious consumerism, you kind of want to know where your food comes from. And for a long time, that wasn't possible. And for me, when I go over to the States, you know, there's very hard to find anything organic, very hard to find anything that's not GMO, very hard to...
0: People who don't go to the States would, would find that unbelievable, though. Yeah. They, they would assume that they're, they're far ahead of us in that it's respect. absolutely
1: astonishing. I mean, when you look at the, the whole 50 States thing, and if you want to get your food into that level of... Um, that level of, of production, then you have to just, yeah, make it as simple as possible. And I was, I'm constantly staggered when I go to a, to a city. And sometimes, I mean, you go to California and it's, there's loads of organic and there's loads of stuff over there. It can be done. But uh, I was in Nashville recently and just, I just, I, I basically turn, I turn vegan because there's no way I'm eating the meat.
0: So where's Nashville then? That's in the mid, It's uh, in the south. It's in the yeah, south. south, south uh, Mid sort east. of south, yeah. southeast. Um, so, so, just hasn't hit them or is there no appetite for that they're just, think they're just they, meat eaters and yeah
1: i think they just don't think about it again i think there's there's an awful lot of consumption that goes on um in the uk and everywhere where people just don't really think about the reality of what they're doing and for me as a as a, as a coffee lover and someone who likes a, a nice flat white um you know i can get ethical beans no worries that, that that's fine but to be honest there's no way that i'm going to buy um you know, I, I want my milk to be to be good milk i want it to come from happy cows and and be um, and you know I, I really believe in good good animal sort of husbandry, but uh, yeah, I totally go soy milk, coconut milk, almond milk. I'll give any of them a go. They're usually terrible though. I have to say. I mean, again, you, you're, you're, uh, it's it's a kind of it's a poor man's compromise. But mm. um, now I think for me, going travelling is when I really start to question um, my. Yeah, my, my kind of conscious consumerism.
0: So when you're in America, you just think it's easy just to be a vegan, really, for, for that period
1: of time. It, it's it's just the safest bet, you know. Then I, I don't have to worry or feel guilty. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of turn into an honorary vegan, um, when when travelling.
0: But before, did, did you not feel like you know not not so long ago? Um, being called a vegan or veganism was considered like I don't know, just odd or. I don't know that you were some sort of guerrilla terrorist, you know, in terms of making a statement and it wasn't necessary and it's not natural and all sorts of things attached itself to it. I think, yeah, term. I think there
1: was there was a kind of sense that you weren't part of normal society. And I think that's where it's changed. Uh, same with vegetarianism, which now feels like uh, like it's just part and parcel. I think there, there are a few, you know, a few gateway moments for me being uh, with veggie, you know, being, um, having corn. Corn was just life-changing in terms of being able to go from I can't eating. Stand corn. Really? Oh, oh, I love no. it. So versatile Sue. Oh, High I don't protein. Think I've
0: only tasted any nice ones. Though. Really? No, not really. You can do
1: really good veggie mints with, with with corn. It's really it's really good. But mm. um, so yeah, corn uh, that, that that was that was good for me. And and I've got to say now it's it really is going to coffee shops and not wanting to to buy bad dairy when it comes down to it. If it's not organic uh, milk, then I'm I'm out really.
0: Well, you're lucky because Devin's bought his new product with him, which is a a, a vegan yeah vegan chocolate if i got that right then it's
2: Devin? a vegan raw chocolate yes so. okay so,
0: so i'm just going to eat a little bit of this yeah, explain please. it to me while um, while i'm uh, and while you're, a, you're indulging you you're a much more practiced vegan than me i mean I, I probably am a vegan i probably am a little bit you know on on odd days uh, but you you're you also you're more experienced vegan Tell tell me what you think of this. Then. Well, well, well Devin really is
2: explaining. It smells it. nice. So yeah. I mean the one that you're trying is um, it's just basically a vegan 70 percent raw chocolate. So there's no dairy inside. Um, it's been ethically produced. Uh, the product, the actual raw ingredients have been ethically sourced. Um, I think this uh, what you are touching on in regards of being vegan and having this, I guess, idea ideology about what veganism is and the way it's perceived is quite interesting because what Vegans, I, I'm not vegan myself, so I guess it's not. I'm not coming from a biased point of view, even though I own a vegan brand. Um, I used to associate vegans, I guess, with a,
0: I guess, a hippie
2: kind of look. Whereas uh, now, if you
0: look at Andrew, though, he's a little bit hippy. Be fair, he got a big bushy beard. <laughs> Thank God we haven't got cameras in <laughs> here. <laughs>
2: but, um, but I guess you know where where we've decided the reason why we've decided to go for the word vegan and you know, calling our brands vegan is because. Um, I guess uh, the the age group for accepting what veganism is and not having this old view of it is now, I guess, you know, you've got the, the ages, I guess, let's just say anyone between 25 years old and younger, they have a different view of what veganism is and it's been much more accepted by that age group. Whereas like anyone older than that, we had this different idea of what veganism was, you know, the way that they dressed and what they ate. Um I mean, I know you have this, thing going on in the news at the moment with butchers being terrorized by vegans or something like that in kent but um i mean that's the that's the other side of it but this is where we think that veganism is growing i mean you've got supermarkets now which are bringing out their own brands of vegan products and that shows that it's not just a trend
1: it's actually something here to stay Mm. it used to be those um those those horrible health food shops that you sort of walked into and felt that you weren't worthy to be there had these <laughs> these these you know products that you just you know sausages and stuff that you looked it at and went disgusting. oh man i wouldn't give it to my dog you know it looked mm. like you were compromising so Absolutely, much yeah. and yeah. i think that's changed i think i mean that that chocolate bar tastes like chocolate and Absolutely, yeah. I, again another revelation moment was um i only if you tried the ben and jerry's uh, ice vegan cream. ice cream fantastic man oh man i was so surprised that was phenomenal i mean there's no compromise and i don't feel like that horrible kind of Sickness afterwards—it's incredible. Mm.
0: But for me, I think I think the difference here and and what you've managed to achieve is that if I've got a vegan bar of chocolate next to a normal bar of chocolate, Mm. um, and there isn't a a taste difference particularly—you know, it's got its own taste profile, but it's very nice—I would choose the vegan one because I just think it's going to be healthier for me. But I'm not compromising on taste. And therefore, I'm not vegan, but I would reach for Mm. that. And I think that's what the difference in the market has been. It's been seen as a better ethical and health choice, even if you aren't vegan all day or Absolutely. vegan all week. You know?
2: Absolutely. I think that the way that the market or even us as consumers, what we're, what is happening is that we're becoming more educated and we're being able to make more, a more informed choice about what we're eating. I mean, you've had so many scandals in the food industry from the FINDUS, you know, horse meat scandal to all sorts of other things that are happening within the dairy industry at the moment. I mean, people are, even the dairy industry, which is worth billions, um, is moving towards a dairy alternative, and they 're having to expose or i guess be more honest you know about the what they 're producing how they're producing mm. it and this is what I guess veganism is associated with it's being more transparent, which is what we want as consumers mm. i mean even me as myself as i said i 'm not vegan, but if I saw something where I believed i was it was i believed in the product more and it was you know they were more open about I the way it's produced, it. mm. you are more like more more likely to buy it
0: mm. so just explain to me, um, you're producing these products, and we're going to go on to some of them in a minute. You're an optician, though, aren't you? Well, no, you don't call it, <laughs> they don't call them opticians. What do they call them now? Oh, um, an optometrist. Yes. That's it, one I, of them. I, I, so I used, you used to be one of them. I so. used
2: to be one of them. And, hmm. um, yeah, I guess you could say uh, a cheesy joke, as I mentioned before, but I, I saw a different path. Um, and, um, yeah, don't laugh too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go into being a stand-up comedian. I'd, I'd stick to producing food if I were uh, so, so you.
0: So you used to be an optometrist, um, and, um, and obviously then you've decided to to do your own thing. Correct. And then you you set up Thirst Quenchers. Tell me about the company itself first, and what you were trying to achieve. Yeah, so Thirst
2: Quenchers started about nine years ago. um We um yeah, we so we we first started with aloe vera drinks. We were the one of the first companies to launch aloe vera drinks into the UK, which are, you know, a green bottle generally with the pieces, the real pieces of aloe vera inside. Um, we actually started that just in shopping centers. We used to sell them individually as bottles in shopping centers, and then we got a lucky break by um, one of the buyers of uh, the largest independent cash and carry, walked past our stand in Essex and um, said, you know, well, you're doing pretty well. Are you available in shops or anything? We said, no. And he invited us in for a meeting and we got listed with them and then the business just grew on and
0: on. Snowboard. So tell me what aloe vera actually is.
2: So aloe vera is actually a lily. Most people think it's a a cactus. I guess it's in the middle between a cactus and a lily. I can't remember the exact name, but it's part of the plant groups which have a harder outer shell and a Hmm. soft inside. Um, Uh,
0: And what sort of health benefits particularly? I always think of it as being in... um, it's like shampoo and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: this is something that we got when we first started. You know, when we were giving people these aloe vera drinks, and they said, "Oh, am I supposed to put that in my hair?" I said, "No, it's a bloody drink." Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what what are the health benefits? Then? So it's great for detoxing generally. Um, it's good. It's quite fibrous. Um, if you look at it, it's got little fibres inside, so it's good for your digestive system. Um, it's related to have um, great soothing properties for. Um, irritable bowel syndrome and um, uh, things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just just good for you as a cle- as a c- cleansing agent. So
0: the irritable bowel syndrome. How does the shampoo thing work with that? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really, does it? No. Know. So so it's it's generally one of those things that have been around for probably thousands of years um, that people yeah. probably had in natural medicines and all that sort Absolutely. of stuff. Um, and you found that people weren't using that as an ingredient Correct. in terms of it, you know tended to be more in the in, you know in the sort of cosmetics industry well, rather than food.
2: I, I'm I'm an Indian, so I mean we've used it in our culture for you know donkeys I can't remember generations in our mm. food and cooking and so it's not something that we I'd never had before it's just something that I felt had not been out in the market so I thought to myself well you know why not it was already out in the States and I guess a little secret um, for future onpre- entrepreneurs but um one thing that I always tried to do or I always still do is always look at what's happening in America um, and one thing I found that, you know, the UK generally um, reflected about two years later of what was happening in America. So back then, I'm uh, talking a long time ago now, but, you know, aloe vera drinks were booming in America. So I thought, why not well, launch my own brand mm. here?
0: But most of them use some type of processed powder don't they so Correct. so they'll take aloe vera and then they'll they'll, they'll find some way processing it and Correct. then mix it with something that's, that's not fair. what you do though no
2: so we use um we use actual aloe vera chunks and we don't use any processed powder because i guess it improves the benefits um of, of the product i mean it's a bit more costly than just putting a simple gelling and powdered agent in there but um i mean at the end of the day at least we can believe in the product more hmm. and the consumer can believe in the brand more
0: and I, I, I know I've seen Just Drink um, in, in a range of places, and, and but it's mostly aloe vera. And you've also got some fruit juices, haven't you, as well? We do, yes. Yeah. So, um, so you've bought something along with you. Tell me tell me what you I bought. I have.
2: am very excited about this, actually, because we only launched this eight weeks ago. Can I just
0: have a look at the old, the old Of course packet? you can. Thank you.
2: So, um, vegan. Tiger nut. V- yes. So the brand is vegan, V-I-E-G-A-N. Um, I registered the brand two years ago um, because I saw an article by Alpro and they mentioned that they didn't want to use the word vegan in any of their marketing, which I found a little bit odd. But the reason why was because they felt as though they were limiting their their market.
0: Which I think now is completely untrue, but it might have been then a little bit. Yeah,
2: exactly. So I thought to myself, well, do you know what? I'm going to dive right in and let me just try and target the vegan market. So um, I registered the word vegan, and now I've been looking for a product to put as under the vegan brand. And I came across Tiger Nut, which originates from Africa. It's actually um, a tuba, which grows at the bottom of grass. It's a bit like a potato. Correct. Yeah, exactly. It's a potato. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they use it in Spain predominantly, in Horchata. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, um, it's completely dairy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, even though they call it a tiger nut. It's actually not actually, and that is uh, actually a, a, a tuba. tuba. Mm-hmm. Yes, not one that you play. No.
0: no. <laughs> so, so I, am keen, probably not to drink as much milk, um, in terms of you know having a big glass of milk or having a coffee, uh-huh. a cappuccino, latte or something. But I can't find a decent alternative to milk in terms of taste profile. Are you struggling with that, Andrew? Yeah,
1: I think so. I think I mean, good milk is a wonderful thing i think it, it, it's, it's cup such of tea. a I mean, uh, cup of tea or a coffee cereal for me mm. cereals when when i really miss it i mean we actually i bring milk back from london um from, <laughs> from neil's yard because uh, it's it, there's this amazing milk that i our, our my family's now addicted to kind of can't turn back it's, it's, it tastes like milk used to taste you know it's got, it's got that lovely cream on the top and yeah it's delicious um but so much of it isn't like that so i completely agree we, we could we could be tempted to move away from it, cause it weighs a ton me to bring it back on the train
0: <laughs> so so try this um tiger nut uh drink andrew and and tell me what you think so it's um refined sugars free lactose free gluten free nut free plant-based um I'd, i'm i'm sort of quite interested in drinking a plant based in inverted commas mm. milk if, if i can uh, what do you think of that? it's creamy
1: and sweet i mean that's that's those are the two words that come straight to mind it's got the, 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 no sugar the in it though no i know
2: it's naturally sweet so if you actually have a tiger nut by itself, mm. um, I should have brought some with me. Um, it's actually a very sweet kind of potato, a very very small. So this is free
0: from artificial sweetness, which is which I which I think is unusual, as well as sugar, because normally you go, they go well. It's sugar free. Yeah, yeah, but it's stuff full of stuff. Stevia, Stevia right? yeah, aspart- one of
1: those. Aspartame. Yeah. yeah, horrible stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the, I mean that the 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 sugar feels appropriate. I think it feels it feels like it's naturally. It, it, it fits yeah. the, the, it, the right kind of flavour profile. Just go, yep, yeah, sweetness is there. Texture kicks in. And it's milky. I mean, it's definitely, yeah, yeah, like sort of slightly sweet milk.
2: I mean, what you'll find is that if you compare it to, for example, soya milk, um, what we've done is that instead of, soya milk generally has around about tw- 2 to 3% of the soya content. Or even almond milk maybe has about 6%. We have about 12% tiger nuts which makes it a lot more creamier and closer to the texture of what milk is, maybe even a little bit thicker. So we did the coffee European Coffee Expo last week just to see how it would work in coffees and lattes and see how well it foams. And uh, they found that it worked actually better than in most of the other milks in terms of being, you know, you get the decor- decorative art that works on the top. It works fantastically. And it doesn't split <laughs> or curdle or anything like that. Uh, not only that, but because of the natural sweetness, you don't need. You find yourself not needing to add as much sugar. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a healthier alternative for you.
0: The so, thing. The thing with me with soya milk though, it's got a real chalkiness to it. Yeah. And it's that texture and mouthfeel that can't stand. And then when you get to almond milk or coconut milk, um, actually, the is the profile of the taste is too strong almond mm. or too so so it. it you know, it destroys whatever your... It'll computer. even overpower
1: over coffee. I think those, um, yeah. that coconut milk we can get in some of the coffee shops, it just, I, I'm not a sweet coffee fan, but immediately it's sweet and all mm. I can taste is kind of the milk. Okay. The coffee's gone, yeah, which exactly. is remarkable, really. What um, do you think of the taste? What would
2: you class the taste of tiger nut milk as? Um, I mean, this on. is something that I always love to I've ask got to be everyone. Honest, because, Andrew, because right on the spot what, what,
1: here. What does it taste like? What I, would you I mean, it's definitely it. the the creamy textures there. So I think it's definitely cream of, Something, you know, it's it's, it's uh, and I think you you look at those, you know, rice milks and things like. That. I think again from a rice pudding point of view, how rice will turn into a into a texture more, you know, it turns into a creamy texture when when it's when it's cooked. I think there so there's there's the approximation there of of the creaminess um, and taste wise, I mean, it has a flavor. It definitely I think that, that there's a flavor attached to it, which which is um, not a bad thing. I think, um, but again, it's it's what you balance it with in terms of what you put with it i wouldn't necessarily think about putting that with my coffee because okay. i want the coffee to taste the coffee of course but i think actually breakfast cereal where you've, you've got a naturally sugared you could stuff, definitely have that put with that a with it. Of something i don't in. think it, yeah I, I don't think you'd again in, in, Pops, a, in, a, in a blind definitely. taste yeah I, I don't think i don't <laughs> think you'd notice really and that that's probably the ultimate compliment really isn't it if you can substitute it without somebody directly noticing then you know you've you've won you won over that that you you can convert that milk yeah. person
0: i mean if my kids were little uh now I, I would use that on cereal if they if they like you know if they like cereal yeah. probably would have that with porridge um the taste test would i, I think i would probably manage it in coffee not so sure about tea uh-huh. great british builders tea because because it's, <laughs> only because it's a little bit too creamy i think don't you think
1: yeah i think so i think tea tea would anything that, that where you want to i guess taste the original thing really um and again cereal doesn't feel like i don't know so any anything with, with i think with andrew's sugar?
0: saying that cereal doesn't taste of anything <laughs> well it? it depends isn't it
1: um i don't know if, if, if it's already got a sugary start then i think happy days if, if you mm. don't like tea if you like sugar in your tea then i'd say that the sugar might be a bit too much but mm. um that if you do then you've just saved yourself a couple of scoops of sugar yeah. and and you, you're even healthier so yeah. um win-win mm. for, for sugary tea drinkers
2: we have a few recipes on our website where we've tried it with Various curries and pancakes and things like that, because you'll find that you know, with almond milk, because it's quite thin, same with soya milk, producing your vegan pancakes is quite difficult because they generally break. And you can't, you know, do your regular. Food. I do like the, um,
0: the 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 texture and the is that called viscosity, it's thickness is. of it anyway. Yeah. Um, that feels milky, it's almost approaching
1: condensed milk, evaporated milk sort of thing. It's it's, it's got that, it's not cream. It's like a proper it's, milk though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I'm thinking, I'm um, Indian desserts would be really interesting with, 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 oh, with, with a, a good sugar stock I'll take that on board. Thank you very much. <laughs> <all>. Royalties available. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's your latest one. What, what, what's your plans then for for this vegan brand that you've you've poured on?
2: Yeah. So this is something that we're looking into now. So as you, you've tried the dark chocolate version
0: of, our um, that You yes, go off there. Yes, I've got plenty of it. Thank you.
2: um so we're planning on launching a, a few other chocolate ranges and just expanding the vegan range. So just staying away from, well, just trying to stick with the brand. Um, our vegan brand is, a, is partnered with the largest vegan charity in the world, which is PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. So uh, I guess we're, we're doing the right thing uh, by the brand and just trying to um, grow it with products and uh, partner ourselves up with as many, uh, I guess you could say, beneficial partners as possible. Um, and do the right thing. Um, we are working on lowering our carbon footprint. So at the moment, we instead of using shipping, we actually transport our goods by train, um, which lowers our carbon footprint and our cost a little bit. It's um, pretty
0: good, as long as you don't want anything to arrive on time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know it's <laughs> not often, but it happens often <laughs> enough. <laughs>
2: yeah. But um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's the that's the future of the brand, hopefully. Um, so yeah, well, as hmm. I said, it's only been eight to nine weeks so far but uh, we are listed with uh, morrison's at the moment um and all of the independent health food chains in the uk
0: good start good start yes and, and do it. these
1: sort of sit in a separate section in so like morrison's or are these moving into the confectionery section at the moment because the vegan i guess plant-based uh, section is
2: new uh so predominantly so um it is in a separate ambient section but they are not oh, the word on the street as they say is um, the, all the supermarkets are opening up their own vegan section in the chiller, which is, uh, again, another positive view mm. of the future for, for, for plant-based foods.
0: And, and Andrew in terms of the bottle shop it, does the vegan thing affect beers or, or any of the sort of other drinks that you have you know, know you yeah, have definitely. some gins and what. so how does that so what I hear that when wine is produced or, or, or beer is produced often it's not naturally vegetarian because of some of the processes is that right?
1: yeah definitely you get sulfites in um, in wine and isenglass which is essentially fish bladder used yeah. in um, in beer it's a filter so you, you basically use it as a filter and it produces a clearer Clearer product, it filters out all of the. Um, well, one could argue it filters out a lot of the flavor and the taste. So, uh, you know, natural wines wouldn't have it, um, sulfite free wines don't. And there are an increasing number of uh, vegan beers that aren't using the traditional um, finings. So,
0: so, what is sulfite?
1: Hmm.
2: Is that what they're using? Um Guinness as well. Guinness is used.
1: yeah. Guinness Guinness used. They they've got all awesome. They think there's, there's there's Guinness has got a special category unto itself. Um, certainly from a beer point of view, uh, the the Eisenberg stuff is is genuinely fish product, and yeah. and it will. The, the argument is that it, there's no, there's nothing left in the beer, so it's not necessarily it's something it passes through it passes rather through, than through. It doesn't you're actually leave in, anything. You're not there. ingesting but it. It's, but it's but in terms of the process, it's using um, animal product within the process of creating the um, the beer itself. Which um, isn't really well. It's, it's really disgusting stuff. I mean, if you look at if you look at it, just and you think, oh my god, that's my, my beer has gone through that. You're gonna run a mile. Um, there was a brewery called Moore uh, who are who are still uh, they're in Bristol. They have got a little um, archway as well near us in in Bermondsey, and they uh, they were the first people, one of the first people, to just brew the same beer and put it into cask, keg, bottle, and not do anything with it, and um, challenged anybody from. From the campaign for real ale to come down and and genuinely taste it and say that it it needed to be clearer uh, because that was the the ideology of the time which still is there that that, um, that beer should be clear but it's not naturally clear it can be naturally clear if you if you brew it very well um, and you're very skilled you can make it naturally clear but a lot of breweries pass it through fish guts to um, make it clearer yeah, which why, doesn't why sound good why
0: fish guts is it just because that naturally just, takes out I think so it must I must stick to it or do something I think, in-
1: I think if you're looking back to kind of uh you know london is a port kind of territory you had people bringing beer in and um there was just a lot of waste fish i guess um that they would they just realized they could they could use it to to clarify things um but in this day and age there's plenty of vegetarian alternatives and more and more breweries um are putting vegan on on there and again i think it's just that that sense of uh, of people having the the security of knowing that this is a a product that's been produced without the need for animals to, to have died. Cats. Really, yeah.
0: yeah. I presume though it's a byproduct. I'm, I presume they're not killing fish so. just to well, get their guts. I'm, no, no. let they trawled yeah, around and not. found those guts. That would somewhere.
1: be yeah. That was there's a there's a there's a visual image mm. to haunt mm. us all forth but, for the rest of, the, rest but, of the day but
0: the more that people get educated about those things they're going to make the choice aren't they they're going to say well i don't want that i don't it's not necessary again i, I think for it's an alternative.
1: totally it's, it's it's that sense mm. that we all go along and consume without really thinking about what we're doing and as mm. soon as you start peeling a few layers away it's remarkable how unpalatable things can become quite quickly and you know when you're living in a, in a big city um it's always hidden from you uh, when you're living out in the country and there are cows in the field and there's the stall on the Saturday selling chops from the animal that you saw last week. It all becomes uh, a lot clearer, and, and you know we, we're we're in a world again. talking about America, man! I mean, there's just, there's no traceability there really to speak of. It's it's unbelievably um, uh, poor, I suppose. We're open to abuse, I think. It's very yeah. easy
2: to become. Uh, but the uh, the authority there's the FDA, isn't it? Uh, the Food and Drink Administration in in America. Um, we we sell a few products in America, a few of our brands, and it's unbelievably easy to be FDA approved. I mean, we've seen products even from Asia, um, where we first started sourcing our products, and you know, to become FDA approved, it's just simply you know sending a few forms over, and the checks is it's just unbelievably easy. I mean, in comparison to getting BRC approved, which is the retail 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 consortium approval for for, for the UK, I mean it's very very stringent, and it's I think it's great to mm. be able to be BRC approved. The amount of checks and they do back you know, back checks that we do mm-hmm. here in the UK um, is amazing. But I mean, in America, you could yeah you could pretty much sell anything, and it doesn't matter where it's from. It's I mean,
1: journey going there and seeing um, I think uh, grass fed beef as like woo grass-fed beef Yeah, we're going to shout about it because they've yeah. been eating grass fantastic yeah. uh, still full of hormones and still completely you know
0: um We got a bit of a down on america here Wow, well, and yet you love their beer i
1: love their beer and i, I love you know i love a lot of their food um mm. but i think it's just it's such a huge country you know it's just it's staggering when you come back home and appreciate how small we are and how much we've actually still got control over our, our food production whereas mm. over there it's just been um it's been commercialized to a point that's just unbelievable um but they can do it again california i've had more traceability than almost anywhere that i've ever known people really proud of what they're doing and Mm. you know great farmers markets and and people um locally producing stuff but it's it's a it's a scale over there that just is phenomenal um Mm. yeah i
2: think it's great that you have companies such as amazon Um, they are now i guess you could say implementing this um, traceability which other retailers on the high street aren't doing. Um, That's because
0: they know that people are starting to want it. Exactly. They're always ahead of, you know, not ahead of the curve, but they are always got an eye for what the next trend will be and yeah. they just want to be ahead, really. Yeah, so, so this is
2: where I think that, you know, it's, it's a good thing that companies such as Amazon are you know being able to, you're able to see you know where the product is coming from yeah. because we sell products on amazon as well and to be able to re- retail on amazon there are more forms that you have to send into even to the fda in america to actually be able to be listed which is which is actually a great thing for consumers
0: not keen on some of the things amazon do but i'll pass over <laughs> that quickly so if you want to um uh, find out more about Devin's products. Uh, did we go into thirstquenchesuk.com? That's you can. That's our main website. but yep. I mean um, for the, for this
2: brand, if you go to vegan life which is v i e g a n life dot com, that will sell all of our vegan products on there.
0: So go on there, and uh, just a really good um, sort of thing which I hadn't really thought about. If you if you are vegan or it's something that, that that's important to you, even if you're sort of part time, um, you need to check out your labels on beers, don't you, um, Andrew?
1: Yeah, definitely. If, if um as as a general rule of thumb, if it doesn't say it, then it isn't it there. Isn't. Uh, then it's, uh, fish guts are what you you are going down a fish guts for. route. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> I'm sure that's put a lot of people off. <laughs> so, um, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show. Um, thank you so much to Devin Chowan of Thirst Quenches UK. All of your stuff will be on the, our website. So if you want links to that, it'll be on there. Um and you've been listening uh with my fellow presenter, Andrew Morgan of the Bottle Shop. Thank you, Mo- Andrew. Pleasure, pleasure. Again, too. links to the bottle shop, loads and loads, hundreds of beers there. Loads of vegan ones, hopefully. Lots of vegan ones, yeah, and gluten free and going free Um, and if you want to recommend any future guests someone doing something groundbreaking in the drink or food sector get in touch with us via twitter on at food talk show or if you want to listen to hundreds we've got hundreds of podcasts go to foodtalk.co.uk and have a good week bye now